Welcome to Friday Club, apparently, here. Oh! It does kind of sound like that. Gotta move on. Is that Funky Town? That's, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, by Lips Incorporated. I just, I, I just heard a, I just heard four on the floor, and I just had to start to... Deep, deep, deep. Yeah, that, now, that, now whenever I hear this, I'm, I'm going to think of that song. Won't you take me to? It is uh, Mike Wimacher alongside Johnny Molson. Thank you for joining us today. You've been a man traveling about uh, this great country of ours. A pleasure to be back in our fair capital city. Yes, yes. So uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but today is Groundhog Day, where we rely, oh, where we rely on a rodent to tell us what the weather is going to be. Use that poor animal that's just trying to get a nap. I yank, forgot about yank I, it out by its neck. I, for, I forgot about the video uh, where De Blasio killed one. Oh, well, yeah, well, what happened with that? I do remember <laughs> that. Remember, he just dropped it on its head? Yeah. And it killed the they killed the groundhog in New York? Yeah. I, I forgot about that, but apparently it must be some anniversary of it because that video is being shown everywhere. Oh, like, nice. You, it, yeah, you have the, the guys with their leather gloves up in Punxsutawney saying, hey, and apparently yeah. he did not see his shadow today. Dressed up like a cobbler from a Dickens tale or something, and he just <laughs> well, reaches in and grabs the poor it, thing by its throat. And by Here the, it is. By the way, Jeez. one of the worst places <laughs> to we're the worst place to hang out. Gobbler's Knob, by the yes, way. Gobbler, Gobbler's yeah, Knob. Let, let's, let, let us not forget that. So, uh, But Punxsutawney Phil mm-hmm. is not the only animal trying to figure out the weather today. Okay. Uh, around the rest of the country, there are different animals that uh, decide the weather for their particular area. And I'll go through some of them. Uh, out in Oregon, they got the st- Stumptown has Phil the Beaver. Phil the Beaver? Yeah, Phil the Beaver. Exactly, as it were. Um, So he's the one that tries to tell them the weather there. Okay. Uh, and it is the same sort of thing. He just comes out and looks around. Yes. Or is I, there any I, center- I am more in depth on some of the other ones. Okay. Um, in Texas, they have Bee Cave Bob the armadillo. Oh, an armadillo this time. Yeah, armadillo yeah. in Texas is the one that's, that's... I don't know if you touch the armadillo though. If it makes it across the road without getting run over by a pickup, <laughs> then it's. Right. That it's an early spring for everybody. Yeah, without getting bounced around there. (laughs) Uh, Connecticut, they have Scramble the Duck. Scramble the Duck. What does Scramble the Duck have to do? Poor duck. (laughs) Kind of just looks around and says, okay, I like it. Uh, I don't know if he flies one way or if he swims one way. That's how they figure it out. Uh, New York, this is terrible. In New York, they have Cluxatawny Henrietta the Chicken. You can't do That's that. Really, you're really trying to force a shoehorn yeah. in there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, North Carolina, they have Pigs Got Penny the Squirrel. For 10 years, people in Brevard and North Carolina have turned to a white squirrel for their weather prognostication. The center of attraction um, is Pigs of Penny. In addition to the weather forecast, this busy little squirrel will also take a stab at who will come out victorious in the upcoming Super Bowl. And, and again, does the squirrel have to do anything? Yeah, it, just, I, it, it again, shows it, itself. It shows itself and then kind of either runs back into the tree yeah. or whatever it may do. This is what I don't understand about the groundhog or any of these things is don't they normally like just come out and look at, <laughs> look around and then go back? I mean, it's not like they've they've picked today to do it. Right, exactly. Why we pick today yeah. to be the day because you're right. Every day they wake up and they just kind of poke their head out, yeah. go back in or start scurrying around for food. Uh, and so, as I say, we're not patient enough to wait for it to poke its head out. No, you've exactly. Got, we got to grab it, there. throw it out, be like, it's time to call for the weather, <laughs> Phil. It's trying to make some eggs or do something, get it hit <laughs> off to school. And somebody yanks it out of its kitchen. Like, what now? Can you imagine poor Punxsutawney Phil is just sitting there making a nice malt waffle breakfast? Like, he's yeah. got the, ready to go. He's got the waffle iron started. Come kids. Get your <laughs> homework done. Go! These people Finish grab brushing me. your teeth. Yeah. Florida's got a burrowing owl that tells them. Residents in southwest Florida say they'll pay homage to the bird that's commonly found in the Sunshine State. Biologists say the burrowing owl is one of the smallest owls in the state, but its forecasts are always very mighty, they say. And let me introduce you to the other most famous one as far as alternatives to Punxsutawney Phil. Oregon's got Foo-Foo the Hedgehog. (laughs) The Oregon Zoo says uh, they're the ones to watch. I thought they had Phil the Beaver. Uh, well, that's Stumptown, Oregon. Oh. The Oregon Zoo uh, has Foo-Foo the Hedgehog. The Oregon Zoo says they are the ones to watch for, whether they will be in early spring or prolonged winter. While Foo-Foo the Hedgehog has only been making predictions for a few years, 
Folklore has it that the tradition of turning to these prickly prognosticators for weather analysis dates back centuries to old Europe. So I lived in Ohio growing up, and we had the uh, the woolly bear caterpillar. What? Uh, it was a caterpillar. Uh-huh. That's all. It's all fluffy looking. Right. And um, if going into the fall, it looked, you know, it was extra fluffy, then it was going to be a bad winter. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Everyone would look to the caterpillar. Yeah, you'd see one of these things w- walking around, and they're crazy looking. There, they look. Oh, like, I'm, I can imagine. Yeah. It sounds. Yeah. Absolutely they look terrifying. Like they look, no, well, no. They just, they look. They they're like brown and black, and they look like a bear. Uh, <laughs> and they're fuzzy. Are they size of a bear then? Yes. A giant exa- bear size exactly caterpillar. The size of a bear. Okay. I did see up in Woodstock, Illinois. Apparently, they have a groundhog up there that they're they're doing right, something. I saw right, some people right. sharing the photos on uh, on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. Leave those animals alone. Yeah. Leave them alone. All right. And, but if you're wondering. If Phil saw the shadow or not, he did not, did which not. means early spring. Okay. But they ran the numbers. Someone ran the numbers, and he's only right 39% of the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, and even if it's six more weeks of winter, that's about, about spring. Right. Yeah, that's about where it should be. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> about when it should happen, sometime in the middle of March. Idiots. Yes. So that God, poor, we're stupid. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> Gathering in Gobbler's Knob to grab a rodent oh, out of a hole. Just let him have his French toast, all right? We'll take a break. When we come back, um, what uh, you've been spending a lot of time on a plane. Yes. And so somebody uh, actually put together the parameters of what makes a good plane movie, mm, okay. a movie to watch on a plane. So it, it is very lengthy. Hamburg. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday February the 2nd, Groundhog Day. We just talked about all the different groundhog alternatives. Johnny, you've been uh, traveling a lot as of late. Do you? Are you an individual who watches movies or TV shows on the plane? Or are you more just kind of a try to nap or catch up on work? What, what's what's your go-to? If, yeah, if I'm not doing something work-ish, uh, I usually just conk out. There is just something about that low rumble of the plane. and <laughs> Very true. Uh, and it's just like, I just, I'm out. That's, uh, that's a rare feat. But if uh, you're one of those individuals who would like to uh, watch a movie on a plane, an uh, article on Slate is a talking about what makes a good plane movie. Mm-hmm. All right? So they said, uh, Anyone But You is a new movie that came out with Sidney Sweeney. And they said when they saw the trailer up for it, they thought, perfect plane movie. And they go on to discuss what makes a perfect plane movie. This is interesting to me because, yeah, sometimes you'll sort of look over somebody's shoulder and you'll see they're watching something. And uh, sometimes it's gory. I remember one time sitting there and I could tell... Like there was some sexy time coming up. Uh oh. Um, that, see, you got to stay. They go into a little bit of that. But, okay, go ahead. But yeah, that that's something you kind of stay stay away from. They say what constitutes the perfect plane movie. It says there's several important criteria, but the most obvious is a good plane movie often features at least one scene actually set on a plane. Oh, okay. So they say it's a funny requirement, but one that I think is important for helping us connect with a subject matter at hand. If I'm stuck in this tin can, you should be too. Okay. So that's what that's what they're saying is it's got to be at least some part of it on the plane. Uh, they say the most obvious, the next most obvious hallmark of a good plane movie is an element of travel to it. So you want to feel like you're kind of involved, same kind of situation. Uh, I don't care if I'm boarding a plane to Muncie, Indiana. I want to watch a movie where the characters are going to somewhere exotic. So they're like, Ticket to, uh, take it to Paradise, okay. Crazy Rich Asians, The Last Holiday, etc. So one plane scene, they're traveling somewhere. They say another thing these movies all have in common is they take place over a short, limited time span. You don't want to get involved in something that has like intricate years and years of backstory and oh, plot. Okay. It's kind of just a... Not a, a good time to watch Marvel movies. Right, exactly. This isn't a time for a 30-year epic. I want something short and snappy that'll help take my mind off the fact that I'm hurtling in a metal tube through the sky toward Muncie, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know what their fixation with Muncie, Indiana is, but whatever. They say, next, the performances. They go, it's not the acting that's important in these movies. It's the sense of escapism. The feeling of being distracted or transported briefly out of your seat placed discernibly close to the restrooms at the back of the plane. They say anyone but you supporting cast delivers some of the hammiest acting ever caught on film, but what matters is I got the sense they were having fun mm-hmm. while filming it. So that you don't really need to have, like, this really intense... Yeah, great- this is all making sense. Okay, okay. Uh, there's, they say there's an important caveat. Uh, while our leads should be hot, 
The lead actors or actresses should be hot. A good play movie shouldn't feature extensive amounts of full frontal nudity or graphic sex scenes. And yeah. there you go, br- to what you were saying. So I'm sitting there, and, I, and I'm try- I don't know if I was doing something on my laptop or, or what I was doing or reading a book or something. And it was one of those things where it's like every three seconds I kept going, is she naked yet? Is she naked yet? Is she naked yet? How about now? Is she naked yet? And I felt like such a weird creep, but it's like, you know, you know, it's like, it's like when you're at the beach and a girl in a bikini walks by, you just have to look. Right. You just have, a, but yeah. You just gotta as, check as, out. A, as a man, it's yeah. a reaction. It's exactly. Just, yeah. It's completely involuntary. Your eyeballs just go that way. And so I'm sitting here on the plane like an, like an idiot trying to go, I'm sorry. Hey, would you get out of the way with Right. Exactly. Cards? What are you move doing? Come card. on. Move the card. Her boobs are there. Come on. <laughs> uh, they say the reason why you want to. Much to your point, the reason why you want to not have those in there is that you cause those sitting next to you to, to spit out the cheap wine that they, they've doled out by the flight attendants. You don't want to end up like that older gentleman who was filmed having to fast forward yeah. uh, through the tender scenes in uh, Red, White, and Royal Blue. Airlines can and do censor some movies to make them appropriate as plain movies, but sometimes we as viewers have to make the call. Well, that's a good point because, uh, yeah, sometimes the plane is providing the movie, but you can download stuff now yes. and bring it with you. Right. Um, I watch Stranger Things on a flight, um, which, again, gets pretty gory, and yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hiding my phone. And Well, let me, and 217-629-7970, the phone number, let, let's ask this then. Um, we've heard the stories of parents being upset about what someone around them may be watching on the flight because their child may, to your point, get a little yeah. glimpse of it. and. Is that something that's a valid claim by the parent, or is it more like you want? I mean, sans the adult, more adult oriented things, is it imperative upon the person who downloaded the movie? to make sure they're not downloading. And, and this is why they're saying a great plane movie yeah. you know, doesn't have these things. Right. But can those people be held accountable? To your point, you watch Stranger Things, or let's say you are a horror movie aficionado and you want to see the new Halloween, right. and it gets a little gory, you're watching on your screen, and some kid behind you happens to see it. HBO it, Max reboots the Red Shoe Diaries or something <laughs> like that. I had almost forgotten that that was a thing. <laughs> was that the one with David Duchovny? So, okay, yes. all right. The fact that we both know that is kind of sad, but but right. Can, can yeah, those, can, I mean, I think you got to be cognizant of your surroundings. Right. I, I would agree. Like you, you have to kind of know what the subject of the movie is. Um, but I don't. I, I don't know. That's kind of a gray area to me. A, a new thing that they've added to the announcements on planes is if you're watching something, have headphones on. Oh, that's obvious. Well, I know it's obvious, but that they now have to make that announcement because it's not obvious. True. There's enough. Pe- you're right. I didn't even think about that. There's enough people who are just like, yeah, I'm going to watch uh, Die Hard. Yeah. You know, with every F bomb being thrown <laughs> out at the at the at the highest volume possible. They say another important feature of a plane movie is some element of action. Whether it's a car chase or a series of jaw-dropping stunts or dramatic yet comedic helicopter rescue from the ocean, what matters is that it's a spectacle. So you want a little bit of that. Um, Paramount element of a plane movie is it can't be something that requires one's full attention. Yeah. They said there's going to be something that's going to distract you. So I'm going to be simultaneously half-watching New Girl reruns on the screen of the passenger in front of me, or I might even sleep after the beverage cart comes around. This is not the environment for a meaty Holocaust drama. It's time for stupidity and low stakes. (laughs) Um, And they say the final most important requirement of a plane movie is this. It should be predictable. Mm. That you kind of know because you're only half paying attention, the acting's not super important, it should be if I somehow get, thro- you know, don't even get to finish it or something, I should already probably know how it's going to end. And probably shouldn't be one of those, you know, there are there are certain movies that stick with you, that kind of mess with your head a little bit. Or, right. Or they're just emotionally draining. You know, you know, probably not Killers of the Flower Moon right now. Yeah, no, right, yeah. You, I mean, because it just, it just takes a lot out of you. And then you get to your location, it's like, I can't, I can't see straight. Yeah, exactly. Because they say, amid a chaotic and stressful day of travel, when so many things can and do go wrong, I want my entertainment to be safe reaffirming, and unsurprising. They say the accidental irony of a play movie, however, is that, funnily enough, for these kinds of safe, comforting, harmlessly mediocre films to exist for our eventual in-flight pleasure, Hollywood needs to see sufficient box office returns to keep making them. So what they're saying is, please, for the love of God, so I can have entertainment on a plane, go see these crap-ass movies so that we can have more of them so I can enjoy them on a plane. You know, and I guess when I think about scrolling through the options that the 
plane gives you on American Airlines or United or whatever uh, when, with that free app, um, they are kind of, they kind of fit this bill. Yeah. They're, they're kind of the same sort of benign, you know, nothing too I heavy, rem- nothing too s- stupid. I remember a friend of mine must have, re- like this article just came out, but a buddy of mine must have been a time traveler because on a flight to Vegas from St. Louis, he watched The Meg. <laughs> and on the flight back from Vegas to St. Louis, he watched Tag. Jeez. I don't know if he only can watch three-letter three letter word movies or what it was. Meanwhile, I watched, like, Ready Player One mm-hmm. um, on, my, on my flight there. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. When you're looking for perfect in-flight entertainment, these are the parameters that should be set. And for the love of God, don't have any boobs flopping out there. Well, if you do tilt the screen a little bit so I can see it. As if you do, yes, hold it up yeah. for everyone so to see. I, I don't have to be craning my neck on, where, where are they? Yeah, so did Johnny S. And de, can't, doesn't have to do a limbo hey, and throw his back out. Move be- your head. I can't see. I know you're very tired, and I know this is a long <laughs> flight, but there's a chance I just saw a nipple over there, so could you move your head, please? Thank you. <laughs> It is Mike and Molson here on WMAY. We'll take a break for news. Uh, we come back. What is a song that you want? Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you here on Friday, February the 2nd, Groundhog Day. Appreciate you taking some of your morning to tune in. We all have that song that we just cannot stand. And that's why Reddit is a nexus of the internet. And I love this particular question. And 217-629-7970 is the phone number. I want to hear from you. The question is, if you could permanently delete one song from the face of the earth, never to be played or heard by anyone ever again, what song would that be and why? At 217-629-7970. Now, some of the responses already. uh, The first one responding online is, the Cars for Kids jingle, <laughs> they would jettison to the ends of the earth. Sure. Uh, they said no thank you to that one. Um, here's, let's see. They say Yummy by Justin Bieber is another one that someone said. 217 What's a song you would delete from earth? Ooh, here's another good one. Baby Shark. Oh yeah, would be a one. So, so I mean, so far, what you what you've identified, and this is usually kind of where it goes, is is kind of these bubblegummy pop, um, earwormy things. things that just sort of uh, you know uh, sneak around. I mean, nobody's nobody's really getting into the juicy ones, like for example, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes, which has no business existing. <laughs> no. Hi, you're on WMAY. All right, you guys are gonna hate me for this one probably, but. I'm a big Bob Seger fan, but I never, ever in the rest of my life or anybody else's want to hear old-time rock and roll. roll. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Having played in a band for many, many years, everybody always wanted to to hear when we played, and I hate that song. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my my, uh, addition to your show today, gentlemen. Thank you for your contribution, sir. Yeah, that's a good choice. No one wants to see anybody else sliding into a room in their underpants. (laughs) So jettison that one to 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 outer outer space. Don't need to see it again. And and, and it's it's such a non-Seeger song when you think about it. Yes. It doesn't have that sort of ballad, uh, you know. Kind of, yeah. Driving on the road, I'm lonely. And right, I'm the biographical kind of like. Uh, yeah, yeah, as a prostitute the, the, in Ann Arbor. Yeah, exactly. Like that kind yeah. of thing. Turn the page. It doesn't. It just doesn't have that heft that yeah. it is usual that, stuff. Not that he couldn't rock out, but it just, it just for some reason, it, sent, it, uh, it feels like a pop song Bob Seger would do. Correct. Which is what it is. 217-629-7970. What is the uh, song you would delete from the face of the earth if you had a chance? Here's one. <laughs> And I'm kind of with them on this one, and it's the antithesis of the poppy earworms one. Someone said the In the Arms of an Angel song. Oh, yeah. Like that that one is just it's so I Sarah McLaughlin is a talented artist, but that one is just so saccharine mm-hmm. and just so like and it's in every sad ass commercial you can ever think of, and you're just like, just get rid of that one. Yeah, and it's 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 like a go to for a funeral, and I mean, there's just all it's just. Um, oh, here's a great. This is any for me. Any song by this band would be jettisoned to the sun, but this one in particular, "Hey Soul Sister" by Train. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a that's just a terrible. You you want to talk about the most generic vanilla, just like. <sighs> Hey, upbeaty song. That song is 
And I think isn't that the one where it's like we talks about the hair on his chest at one point too. It's like any any song where you start talking about your own body hair. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. He talks about shaving the hair, hair on, on his, his chest. chest yes. Is what he talks about. Yes. Um, so the uh, yeah, and I think there's something to be said too about this notion of some of these songs. Like they burn white hot. Like when Hey Soul Sister came out. Yeah. I mean, it you could not, not escape get away. it. I mean, it was you were running into it down every hallway, uh, and I think that probably kills it for a lot of people. Uh, look, I'm glad to see that Jim Leach is on uh, Reddit, and the fact that someone said Christmas shoes yeah. should it be jettisoned to the sun. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. What's a song you would delete from existence if you got a chance? So has I mean, uh, Hotel California hasn't shown up at all. No, no. which is kind of sad. Here's mm-hmm. an. Another person, uh, Wonderful Christmas Time yeah. by, by Paul McCartney, also needs to be jettisoned into the sun. Uh, we've talked about that before. Uh, oh, Achy Breaky Heart. That falls in the category of white hot and just the poppy earworm. And, and Yeah, such an interesting scenario there, too, because a song that everybody loved. I mean, yes. people loved that song when it came out, and then they hated it. And it was it was like, it, I don't know when it turned, um, but it there, seems there almost, are songs like that where it's like, oh, man, this is the best song ever. Uh, you know, Macarena you know, yeah, always, right, comes exactly. up, always comes up on these lists where it's like, don't lie to me. You did the hell out of that song when it was out, and then something turned. It was like it was like one too many, and it goes over the cliff, and now nobody wants to hear it. Uh, Happy by Pharrell. Oh, okay. Someone said yeah. needs to go. I don't. That doesn't bother me as much. But yeah. someone said, "Oh, here it is. This is the winner." Out of all the songs we've talked in two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy songs, you would delete from existence if you could. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. God bless the USA <laughs> by, Lee, by Lee Greenwood. They say once or twice in two thousand one, two thousand two, a major event. Sure. But I swear to God, they played that song every 15 freaking seconds on every radio station and every grocery store for five straight effing years. He's not wrong. No, um, no. And uh, yeah, and you can't. You have you have to play it on the Fourth of July. You know, people. Some people have the Whamageddon thing. I, I've got the. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Lee Greenwood again. Yeah. Fourth of July. The Whamageddon. I'm, I'm trying not to never hear that song again. Hi, you're on WMAY. Yeah, I would say um, Roar by Katy Perry. Oh. I spent an entire drive to Texas listening to that song on repeat. Oh, yeah. that I, I could see where that would drain you. How old is your daughter? Uh, she's 18 now. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's she about right. seven that, at the time. Yeah, that, 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 that checks out. Like, I know yours. Oh yeah, yeah. We all we all know mine. It's Lou freaking Bagel. Oh, <laughs> Mambo, Mambo number five. Mambo number five. Straight to the moon with that one. Thanks, thanks to the folk. Okay, appreciate it. Uh, Katy Perry one that I would jettison is Firework. Yeah, it's another so. one that just overplayed. But yeah, Lou Bago Mama number You're, five yeah, needs well, to so go. You, you probably need to share your Lou Bega story because the reason... See, is it is it the song you don't like or is it the situation around the song you don't like? I already didn't like the song. Okay. But then the situation just heightened my disdain for it because I'm... I, even though there is scientific fact is I had one too many yeah. is the region, reason for the reversal of fortune. In my mind... Had that song not been played, the song caused you to. The song caused me to have yeah. the reversal of fortune, not the massive amount of alcohol that he imbibed at the reception. So in my mind, that is the reason why that song hit. It was like one, two, three, four, bleh, yeah. and then then I rolled it up in the table and yeah, put it aside. up on a table and then rolled the tablecloth up and, and set it aside. Uh, and it was all Lou Bega's fault. It wasn't. It wasn't that sh- giant shot of tequila I had, and the fact <laughs> and the fact that I was. trying Trying to keep up with the underage uh, brother, the bride, uh, where he was drinking beer and I was drinking hard alcohol. No, it was Lou Bega's fault that uh, that I had that situation transpire. Hi, you're on WMAY. Yeah, I once heard a song about, uh, or heard a situation about a song. I think it was Eddie Rabbit's I Love a Rainy Night. Yeah. Remember that, Johnny? I do remember that song, yeah. You want me to, I'm, 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 oh, appreciate okay. the phone call. Is there something alluded? No, to no. That? It, I, I don't know. I don't know why the person had, had did a drive by there. <laughs> exactly. Click. Hey, here's where we go. Yeah. And um, then no. The, well, the, the the story was it was it was during um, you know gym class when we had to do a dance routine. Oh, to yeah. I love a rainy night. And and we had to do we had to do a solo. <laughs> 
What? And I was so wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. Out of all the songs to pick to do a solo to dance, there, 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 were, there, there weren't that many choices. Oh, okay. I, it, it wasn't. It wasn't my personal choice. It was like, here are the four songs you have to okay. choose from. Okay. Um, and I mean, I was so mortified that I faked being sick on the day I was supposed to do it. And um, and so I stayed at home the de- that day. Uh, I was the last one in the list of the people who had to do. Okay, their, their, so you think you you, you do it? Uh, and so we I, next time we're at gym, it's like okay, now instead of dance, we're gonna do volleyball or something actually athletic. Um, and this dumb punk uh, raises his hand and says, Molson didn't do his dance. Oh, no. So the gym teacher gets the record player out because it was oh. a record player. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Eddie Rabbit's I Love a Rainy Night uh, was, was the song that I had to dance to in front of everybody. And it was just, it was, it was it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's, I've just been finishing up therapy. And then that I was going to say, yeah, that then that caller brought it back. Brought it he, back dro- he drove by and brought it back, that <laughs> jerk. Uh, some of the other ones on Reddit and 217-629-7970 songs you want to delete from the face of the earth. This one doesn't have the, the actual title, but they simply say that effing Ed Sheeran song they force on you at every wedding event. Mm. And we all know what the, 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 the either gets walked down the aisle to yeah. or someone walks into it. Uh, here's one I, I would kind of tend to agree. I'd like to get your take on it, Johnny. Imagine by John Lennon. Interesting. Um, I don't have a problem with that song. I know it's... I don't have a problem with that song. You don't have a problem with I'm, that I'm song? Trying, I'm trying to find an excuse, and I can't find one. That's a fine song. I, uh, like song. <laughs> I Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas. That one can go. I would uh, definitely agree with that. Here's one that's going to cause a lot of controversy, but I kind of agree that it's it's been over, like played out. Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. Oh, God, yeah. Why, yeah, I, that's, I, not, that's I, not controversial. That's common sense. I was going to say, I've heard enough of that because it's just wherever you go, I guarantee you put that song on a jukebox yeah. and a good number of people are going to be like, bah, bah, yeah. bah, and everybody starts elbowing each other. You're going to yeah, do the bop, bop, bop. You're going to do the bop, bop, bop. You're going to do the bop, bop, bop. I'm totally going to do the bop, bop, Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Bop, 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 we gonna do the so oh, good. We did it again. Are we gonna do the so good part? We're gonna do so good. Part? I'm gonna do so good. Are you gonna do so okay, good? I'll do so good with you. If you so do so good. Shut up. Get the hell out of here with that. God. He's got so many better. Well, I would say better songs, but he's got so many other songs, I guess. Hi, you're on WMAY. How you doing? I'm gonna have to say Meatloaf. And I forget the name of the song, <laughs> but it's the one that's like 15 minutes long. Well, that's every Meatloaf song. Not all of them. I think you're thinking of Paradise yeah. by the Dashboard Lights, or probably. You, or every, yes. anything yes. for love, yeah. but I won't do that. That's, yeah, Paradise the, uh, by the Dashboard uh, Lights it just keeps going. Yeah. They, and, they, and they seem like they play that one a lot yeah. at uh, wedding once the evening carries on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think he's, <laughs> he's doing, he's saying, uh, I will do anything for love. I hope so. Yeah. 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 Par- Paradise Paradise. Dashboard Light. Probably not the one you'll be playing at the wedding reception so. later on. I might play it on the honeymoon. But yeah, possibly. Uh, that's something me and my friend always used to do back in the day to upset people. We, we, if we were getting ready to leave a bar, we would put in the money and then pick that song five times in a row, knowing that for a good 75 minutes, no one song would play on the jukebox. You think of it, look up a uh, John Mulaney routine where he talks about doing that very thing with uh, What's New Pussycat <laughs> like 15 times in a row, and it's a, it's a very funny routine. That's awesome. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. You, you know, instead of picking one individual song, and maybe you guys being that you're not exactly old men, but you ain't kids either. Truth. I'll pick a genre. How about gangster rap? Just wrap the whole thing up and ship it off to the moon. I don't care where you send it. Not, not a rap Get thing. it out of my ears. All right, all right. All right, all right. Well, if we're going to do that, country music can go to hell. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand. It, it, it does, you know, you either love it or you hate yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that, that, those are two genres that always kind of have those feelings. Country people, and yeah, rap. yeah, exactly. Uh, and I can only imagine how you would feel when they had that terrible uh, Nelly and like Tim McGraw thing. The, oh, over, right. the over and over, or the Florida Georgia line thing. Where Florida you're like, Georgia line. How do you, yeah. How do you, yeah, well, how do you, how do you equate how do you that? S- <laughs> solve, square that circle. Hi, <laughs> here on WMAY. 
uh, 90s rap song, Snow Informer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Snow Informer is definitely one that can be jettisoned. I still use it ironically whenever snow starts falling. I'm like, oh, we got a foot of Informer out there. My wife just looks at me and goes, why am I married to you? Can I get a divorce right now? Uh, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran also on there. And here's what the Pina Colada song. Someone said needs to be deleted from the face of the earth. I, I'd be okay if I never hear that yeah, again. Uh, same here. I mean, it's it's kitschy, but I don't need to hear it again. Appreciate the phone calls. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on WMAY. We come back. We will. We we got the definitive answer yesterday uh, on the program, but I want to throw it out to the masses. The definitive answer on. Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday, February the 2nd, Groundhog Day. According this sounds like it might, might be gangster rap. Is this gangster rap? <laughs> Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's a, it's scaring me. <laughs> They're talking about things and stuff. Everybody has their preferences, though. So yeah. if, that, if, that's what, if that's what you want to get rid of, then... then. By the way, did you see I was... T- it's... It's just so dad jokey. But have you seen the meme involving Easy E? Where there's a picture of Easy E, and then there's another picture of Easy E with a P in front of it, and then there's a lemon, and then there's someone squeezing it. Oh boy. <laughs> I think we all know what that wow. means. I, I knew what it mean, meant right away, and it made me laugh and made me chuckle, so I thought I'd share. 217 629 7970 is the phone number. Yesterday, we were um, fortunate enough to have Caitlin Bostic from the uh, Girl Scouts of Central Illinois in to talk about. Cookies. Now, cookie time. Yeah, it's cookie time. You can find uh, all the social media page for the Girl Scouts, but now they're going to be out and about physically selling the cookies. That starts today. And I asked the question to her, and I'll, now I'll pose, pose it to the masses, because there's only one correct answer. When it comes to Thin Mints, from the freezer or from the box? And, oh. and, and the definitive answer is Thin Mints are best consumed from the freezer, not straight from the box. I don't think I've ever done that. I know, what? I know, I've heard of that, but I don't think I've ever done that. I've heard it's wonderful. I have not done that. Uh, I don't I, have, I don't, because I don't have the patience to wait for them to freeze. I was going to say, I just eat a sleeve. Well, right. That's also the way you that's consume the way that. You, that's the yeah, way you exactly. consume Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't just have four at a time. You eat an entire sleeve. But 217-629-7970, thin mints from the freezer or straight from the box? And the only correct answer is from the... It's it's life-changing, my is friend. It? You need... You need uh, immediately, I went... So they were nice enough to bring in some of the cookies. They gave me first dibs. Mm-hmm. On, on, they brought one of each. I got first dibs because I was the first person interview. Yeah. I took Thin Mints immediately. That's the go-to. And then I took what used to be Tagalongs, but now are peanut butter patties. Uh, those are the two that I took. I didn't want to be greedy and take more than that. And so I got home yesterday, and the first thing I did was throw the two sleeves of Thin Mints into the the freezer. freezer. And they're going to be gone by tomorrow afternoon. Because you're right, you consume them as sleeve at a time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's the reason I've never put them in the freezer is because it that takes time. That takes that takes a time away from eating the thin mints. <laughs> I will give you that. But but 217-629-7970, freezer or room temperature. And I, what, what here's the thing, I will say this. Once you go freezer, mm-hmm. you can't go back to room temperature. I hear you. I so hear maybe you. you've actually done yourself a favor because you can consume as soon as you get them home. Whereas now I look at them with disdain. Like, I'm still not going to turn down a Thin Mint. Yeah. But I kind of look at them with disdain if they're room temperature. It's kind of how I feel about people who eat a raw Pop-Tart. Well, I eat those. That's what I mean. <laughs> you look at me with disdain? Yeah. Over the raw Pop-Tart? Oh, yeah. First of all, no. Okay. You're gonna, wait, you're wait, wait, get wait, salmonella. wait, 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 wait a second here. And now the dramatic music. Because <laughs> now we have confrontation. There is conflict <laughs> in this conversation. Um... You're all a wait. You don't want to wait to put them in the freezer, but you'll wait for the toaster for your pop tart. What, what, what are you talking? Wait. It's like a it's like a forty five seconds. That's no. The pop tart is consumed straight from the package. Uh, yuck. What do you mean? Uh, yuck. Yuck. No, that is the, the delicious way to do it. Do you see that guy that's eating raw chicken every day? No. Yeah. Now that guy's that, gross. That's, that's what. That's exactly I, what you're doing. You're I, eating raw chicken. <laughs> you are a raw chicken eater. I guess, technically, to be honest with you, at the Pop-Tart Bowl, the Pop-Tart himself did sacrifice himself in the toaster. Yuck. So if he's willing to do it, maybe I should try the Pop-Tart straight from the toaster. These are hard-hitting questions we answer here (laughs) on WMAY.
It is Mike and Molson here on WMAY. You made it to Friday. Congratulations. Just going to make it through the rest of the day, and then you got the weekend. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. I've been having this discussion as of late, and it's been popping up a lot online, too, of the movie Back to the Future, which, Johnny, I know you have not seen, but you understand But you understand the concept of it and everything else. You understand Something the plot. About a flying skateboard and uh, Yes, somebody. yes, where we're going, we don't need roads mm-hmm. uh, and, and all that kind the of white stuff. White kid invents rock and roll somehow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it makes out with his mom or, yeah. or, okay. or she's... I got she, it yeah, so you, you, you got the ins and outs, yeah. but... The reason why people are kind of discussing it is the original came out in 1985. And so Marty McFly went back in time 30 years to 1955. And obviously, we all know there is a vast difference between life in 1955 and life in 1985. Really stark contrast. Yeah. If they were to make that movie today, Marty McFly would be going back to 1994. And so a lot of people are questioning, would it be as popular of a movie or would there be as much of the fish out of water situation that he find himself in in 55 from living in 85 as opposed to living in 2024 going back to 1994? I, and, and I wonder if it has to do with living through that decade. I mean if you if you know if you were if you were alive and, and an adult during the 90s and and now here it is 2024 um yeah we all ha- have this this feeling like oh yeah that was just a you know yeah, was a couple it's years a ago. ago right um uh, but I think growing up as a as a kid I didn't have you know I didn't none of us lived through the 50s we were 70s and 80s kids um and so it so does does 1994 seem as far away right. to kids today as 55, 55 felt yeah. to us? Yeah, because McFly was like 17, 8. The character of Marty McFly right. was like 17, 18 years old. So would a 17 and 8 or 18 year old feel as disconnected? Going back in time 30 years, and I'm sure as McFly we can, did. I'm sure we could point to a bunch of things. Uh, you know, the, the you know, nobody was really online that much, as much, I should say, in 94. It was AOL chat rooms. And so, yeah, there'd be a lot of different stuff. Yeah, the look of, a, of cell phone was vastly different. Hi, you're on WMAY. You know, Johnny, you really make me look forward to, fr- to Fridays whenever you're on, on the air, man. Just me? So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well they, they, I, get to talk, I get to talk to Mike every day oh, okay. now. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, I mean, right. that's, that's e- even better, too. Pleasure so, to be here. Yes. Um, I don't think – so the past would change, yes. I, obviously, there is that. But the future would stay exactly the same because we haven't progressed at all. Interesting. Okay. Because you wanted a what? hoverboard – and the only hoverboard we have isn't really a true hoverboard at all. And, you know, Jaws 32 that came out in the yeah. movie is still Jaws 32. Right. <laughs> we, have three, we have 3D, but we don't have, like, the astral projection that it had in the movie there. True. So I, I think the future, whenever McFly goes to the future, would stay exactly the same. Huh. Interesting take. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, 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 can, I, can, I can see your yeah. argument. Appreciate the phone call there, EJ. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Would Back to the Future, the original one, be imp- as impactful? Because if we were to shoot it today, Marty McFly would go back to 1994. And would there be that many fish out of water things like there was going from 85 to 55? I just don't know if there's as many mm-hmm. giant cultural changes that transpired between 55 to 85, between 94 to 2024. I think because we lived it. I think because we lived it, and I, and we don't really. I, I think because we're yeah. You can't see the forest. Here, here, I'll give you an example. I I was telling a story to my daughters, and I happened to mention that I worked at Blockbuster. Yeah. And they were blown away. As if I had said I worked for Northrop Grumman during the Apollo mission. Okay. They thought that was the most amazing thing <laughs> that I was employed by a video store at one point. Um, you bring up a – okay, I didn't think of it – you're right. I didn't think of it that way of if someone were to go back to 94 from here as a teen, following the plot line yeah. of Back to the Future, it would be interesting the fact that whereas Marty McFly – Right at one point in 55 says, oh, I've seen that episode yeah. of Honeymooners. And I was like, what do you mean? Oh, it's a re-. And then he stops and realized that explain. because of 
you know, the fact that we have so many streaming services, one, they would be thrown off of what are you doing with, a, you know, cable TV? Like, where's where's yeah. your streaming services? But then, like, with friends or whatever it may be, they would have the same kind of thing of, oh, I've seen that one before. What do you mean you've seen that one before? It's new to mm-hmm. us. So that so that particular situation would have its equivalency back in 1994. I mean, look, if, you, if you were born in 2000 and you're 24 years old now, um, you know your 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 formative years were really you know in the 2010s. You know when Obama was in office, um, and so it, it, so saying things like uh, yeah. President Clinton is like saying President Eisenhower to right. us. Right. Yeah. And it just sounds, it sounds like another world. But I don't know. I don't, we live through it. So I don't know if I can, you know, it's a, it's a, hard, it's a hard thing to get. Yeah. 217-629-7970. How do you think it would be if they made Back to the Future now? Would there be as many fish out of water situations? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think like, trying to think fashion wise, because that was one of the other things too from Back to the Future from 85 to 55. The fashion was vastly different. I'm trying to think how vastly different fashion is now oh. to back. I, I guess the bigger jeans. The bigger that- jeans, the flannels. The, oh, I didn't even think uh, about that. Yeah. The, um, uh, what were girls doing at the time? There was, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, if, you, if you look back at pictures. Because that, that fashion's kind of making its resurgence. And so it's, it's kind of like the 90s, but it's not quite like the 90s. Yeah. The more I start thinking about it, you're right. It's like the interesting part, though, is... And not to say that there wasn't still artists from the 50s that were still recording mm-hmm. stuff in the 80s, but there's a lot of bands that are still somewhat relevant now in 2024 okay. that were, that are relevant in 94, so there wouldn't be like, you know, for instance, one of my favorite bands, Green Day. They're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Dookie. So if uh, a high school person who has knowledge of Green Day would go back to 1984, right. Green Day would still be there. But but just starting out. But just starting out, right. You know, so, so, yeah, you could see you could see a picture of Dave Grohl and say, oh, hey, it's that lead singer from the Foo Fighters, and, and make a joke about that, and people wouldn't go, what, what do you mean, lead singer from the oh, Foo Fighters? Oh, that's right, yeah, con- considering um, when when that would have been. So it, it just... There's, there's probably stuff. Yeah, it's just... It, I, I think know, it's you're right. Hard. It's hard, because we, we, we were Because we lived... Yeah, it was my formative years, so basically, you know... I would be in 94 what the Marty McFly character would be. So you're looking at yeah. someone who was born in 2006 and you're then pushing them back to 1994. Yeah. I don't I just don't know. I don't know. I remember I mean, uh, you know, I think we all remember watching Happy Days and thinking, yeah, the 50s were this completely other time uh and it wasn't. It was just, you know, 20 years earlier uh when when that show was popular. And it's funny, too, because the, some of the shows that would be on TV in 1994, right, or some shows that were still to come, they they may be thrown off of thinking, you know, Modern Family was a 90s sitcom, mm-hmm. right? And so you're like, or they could see reruns of the Cosby show on and go, whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah, whoa, that guy, that guy was on TV, that guy was on TV all the right, time? Right, like, right, right, right. wait a second, whoa, I, I'm not quite sure about we're, that. We're applauding? Yeah, exactly. What are we doing laughing at this <laughs> this dude? Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a fascinating conversation, and I think you're right. I think it's... It's hard to kind of get the correct perspective if you live through it. Yeah. But it's still it's it's still crazy to think that's thirty years ago. It is. When you it when is. you bring it up, you know, eighty five to fifty five, you think, Oh my God, that's just that's just so uh, polar opposites. You know, and that's why they made them and if you were to do it now, like, oh, 94, 94 yeah. 20, 24, not that different. I mean, I can imagine somebody in their twenties today thinking the nineties were quaint. You know, right. and naive, exactly. And, you know, pre nine eleven, and all, all the other things that come with the nineties. Um, I think they'd be blown away if they went to an airport. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you just like you're like what? I don't have to go through this, and my shoes aren't off, yeah. and everything else. Light like up I, a cigarette, exactly, if you want. exactly. I could just go through that. Like that would yeah. throw them for a loop. You yeah. know, back back in the day when a uh, you know a president would have an affair and it was actually a scandal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, not like sleeping with porn stars. And right. Exactly. Them off. Like, yeah. like, that's not no big deal. No happens big every deal. day. Yeah. Like, no, this is all. weird. Yeah. Or the fact <laughs> you have a giant block cell phone or something. <laughs> right. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, one thing I see is vehicles. The difference between 1950s vehicles and 94 vehicles or True. today's vehicles is huge. But I've got a 94 truck that I drive once in a while just to haul stuff, and it. Still fits in basically. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
I, you bring up a good point. I, I don't know if the vehicles, like, we have the push button start and that kind of thing that may, you know, having to turn the key. And if you had a, if you had a window that you actually had to roll down in 1994, yeah. that may throw the youth mm, off we, a little we didn't bit. Have, we didn't really have GPS at that point, you know. You, oh, that's you, true. You had a yeah. map in your glove compartment. Oh, God, yeah. Now I kind of want to see it. You had a map in your glove compartment that was right next to the cigarette lighter that had nothing plugged into it except a cigarette lighter. Or, you know? or, 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 or <laughs> it would have the, um, if you only had the tape deck it had the thing <laughs> so, you, so can, you could make it your disc man yeah. play play cds through the car so maybe there's more to there's it than probably I thought. something there that you could yeah yeah so play off of it i don't know i don't know definitely an interesting discussion and like yeah. i said to kind of try to to think it to think it through it's like it still doesn't seem like it was 30 years ago we're just all old and dying <laughs> we're just turning into bark while we're sitting here <laughs> just floating away into nothingness oh and ladies and gentlemen Lord. johnny molson's become ed asner and all yeah. of a sudden in front of our Oh, God. oh, the murder and bloodletting. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see if someone enterprising a filmmaker decides to do a reboot at some point and how that ends up going for them. We'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, there is a situation that arose for these, these poor people who moved from Illinois. <laughs> it is Mike and Molson here on WMAY. This Hell Friday. yeah, it is. Yeah, buddy. I like your excitement level. Thank it's you. very nice. Uh, it's Friday, so everyone should be excited, and we're supposed to actually get some sunshine at some point this weekend. And temperatures in the fifties. I made the warning to people, and I think I think it's warranted that because of the fact we're going to have sunshine and fifties, there's going to be more people out in your neighborhood. So if you're one of those individuals that does not like to be social with the neighbors. You may want to pick and choose when you head outside mm-hmm. because it's it's almost like bears kind of waking up from hibernation. Have you, ever, have you ever had that situation where you go outside like, hey, neighbor, I haven't seen like you, you, yeah, you, you, you kind of still see them in passing, but you don't as much in the winter because everyone just goes immediately inside. Yeah, you peek, your, you peek your head out the door and you see it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You live next to me. Right. I haven't seen you in about eight months. I mean, I know there's people I know, dwelling I know you're there. there, and I see your car, but it's like, oh yeah, you, you're the. That's right. Okay. Yes. Yes. And your name is. is so yes. So I just warn you that that's going to happen. Uh, speaking of neighborhoods, here's a couple that moved from Chicago to a rental home in Savannah, Georgia, uh, less than a year ago, uh, and now they don't want anything to do with the home. Here's what transpired, all right? They encountered a bat in the house, the first encounter on January 18th of last year, all right? After several more bat encounters incurred in the ensuing days, the family soon found the house was infested with bats. Oh, no kidding. So one bat flies through and they go, oh, maybe that's just a byproduct of moving from the big city to Savannah and maybe just an old house. And then they see another. How many bat encounters do you have to have before you call in the authorities or call in an expert? And you know what's what's mind boggling is how many bats exist. There are a lot of bats. Bats. Have you ever seen them just kind of all at once yeah. awaken? I've been over by the by the Nelson Center, yep. and, like, and all of a sudden it's just like you walk. I walk out of hockey, and it's like, oh, those, no, those aren't those. Th- that is not mm-hmm. a bird. That is not that is not a group of birds flying yeah, above same me. Same in Washington Park. Oh, we just talked to somebody from the Muni. I've been on the Muni stage and had you know got buzzed by a oh, bat. <laughs> um, and, it's heroin. And, and what's crazy is it with with as many bats that there are. You'd never see, you almost never see them. I Correct. mean, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a surprise when you see them. Yeah, it's you're not like, like, oh. It's not like when you see a squirrel or something. It's gone. Oh, there's another squirrel. But there's, I mean, there, there are multiples more bats than there are squirrels. Yes. And uh, and you just don't, you never see them. But then you, yeah, you, buy, you buy a house and it's infested with bats. My God. Yeah, yeah. After like the second encounter or third encounter, you go, maybe there's a little too much. I will say, share, well, you had a harrowing bat story. One of the <laughs> one of the first ever Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Yeah. You check them out. We have uh, the entirety of them there. You can just uh, search wherever you find your podcast. So you have that harrowing experience with a bat. I remember walking into an older classroom uh, when I was in college and there was a bat hanging from the doorway <laughs> because it was daytime and so it was just sleeping there in the doorway and just the amount of people going, what do we do? 
do, 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 we don't we don't want to wake it up. Do you just, don't, don't disturb it. Do you? And it's like trying to do a lecture. Like everybody's like the teacher's like we're gonna talk like yeah. this today because we don't want to wake up the bat. I came home once and I'm just kind of shutting the door and I've got things and uh, and I, I, I something out of the corner of my eye. I saw just something. I was like, oh, what the heck was that? And I couldn't couldn't see it. And um, a couple minutes later, I walk into the bedroom. And there was a laundry basket on the floor, and the bat was just sort of hanging off the edge of the laundry basket, oh. just, just hanging out. Hanging out, doing hanging out, bat doing thing. nothing, yeah. Well, uh, so after several more encounters with the, uh, with the bats during the suing days, the family soon found the house was infested with the flying animals. They said exterminators who viewed the home told her the situation is, quote, worse than anything they had ever seen. <laughs> Gosh. The couple had their two young children who are now staying with a neighbor and have received several rabies shots on the recommendation of the health district. They're attempting to raise money for relocation costs. That's how extreme this infant. There was a picture shown, and it was bats upon bats upon bats up in the attic. Well, there's a big attraction, not not an attraction, but it is is like a tourist spot in Austin. Uh, There's a bridge, and... uh, at certain times in the summer, right at about sundown, um, bats just take off from there. Um, and there's like hundreds of thousands of them living under this bridge. You wouldn't know they're there. And at a certain time at night in, in the springtime, they know there's mosquitoes out there. And they off they go. And so everyone kind of sits and waits for this thing to launch. And it is bananas to see. Have you seen it? Have I you haven't. No, okay. no, I've, seen, I've seen footage of it. And, and it's just, it is just such a massive cloud of bats People going there in their Batman costumes are like, I'm going to get the shot. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to do the thing. Uh, The city of Savannah issued a code ordinance violation and posted to the property. The city spokesperson said code enforcement officials are working together with the landlord to resolve the bat. You just burn it down, right? You can't. You can't go back. You can't go back. It's the bats now. It belongs it, it, to them. It, it, right. Well, you know what? Right. Give it to them. It's an entire bat house. It's uh, don't burn it down. Allow the bats to to live in harmony in that house. It's theirs now. They've marked their territory. Hi, you're on WMAY. Did nobody do a walkthrough on this house? I mean, how do you buy a house that's that's a great that point? Invested? I mean, and did it not exist before? Didn't you know? Didn't the neighbors go? Mm. Don't buy that house. I'm, I'm looking to move anyway, cousin, because that's the bat house. Right. Is that, <laughs> I don't want to be bat house adjacent. I, they're going to move into my house. The bat. I don't know if the bat's crazy. Are they like- it is. It is badass crazy. I <laughs> appreciate the phone call. That's a great point. They were just renting, so I don't know if you do a walkthrough before you rent the property. You just kind of. I. I, I, I but now it makes me want to, if, if and when I move, to make sure to ensure that I don't have that kind of thing going through. Like. Uh, I, I'm sure you're a fine and reputable landlord, yeah. but let's send somebody through there first before I get a bat infestation. But I think about all the time. Do you have an attic in your house? Yes. Um, how often do you, are you up there? Not, Never. Not nearly enough. Yeah. I went up there one time to try to store things, and I realized that the um, Pink Panthers, uh, whatever it was. Yeah, the uh, insulation. Oh, yeah, the insulation uh, just went wild. Like, it looked like a foam party was up in my attic. Like, I have more kind of ins- than anybody ever should. Yeah. And you know, I think everybody should know. There's, there's, there are things up there. It's, there, there are animals up there. there everybody. Every, not only that, but I have a crawl space, oh. I, I, and I have not been down there in Ew, a while either. Yeah. I know what's down there. Of course, because I had a friend of mine. He moved. He was uh, training to be a U.S. Marshal down in Georgia. They were getting ready to move to D.C., where he's going to be stationed next. And so they were putting the house on the market, and they had the home inspector coming through and they had some like moldy cardboard or something that was found down in the crawl space. Right. So he's like, Hey, I don't want the wife to be crawling around the crawl space. Can you do me a solid? You're small enough. Can you go down the crawl space and clear it out for me? And I was like, no, I was, (laughs) I was, I was like, sure. I wore like 18 layers of clothing. I had like, Two pairs of garden mitts, yeah. goggles, everything like the, the hooded, <laughs> the hooded sweatshirt pulled to where all yeah. you saw was the goggles. I had I extricated the moldy cardboard or whatever, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm down here. Yeah. Let me go ahead and see and just crawl around. Harrowing, <sighs> harrowing. I I never knew what was lying next at the next in place. your house, uh, right underneath the living home. with you. Yeah, underneath the house. <laughs> Thankfully, nothing nothing jumped out, right. but I did happen upon the deteriorated skull 
and, and bones of some type of rodent. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what it was. I just saw the dead. With a note next to it saying, tell your friends. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I got, I'm like, this is like straight out of poltergeist. Yeah. I'm like, what do I do? Do if do I move these bones? No, you don't. So I was just like, uh, what do I, so I, I yeah. get out, I, I get out of the crawl space and immediately go, I saw some things to the wife. And she goes, uh, and so we call the, call the husband. I'm like, do you want me? He's like, yeah, throw those away. I'm like, uh, it's, it's on you. If anything, yeah. if, the, if the house implodes, it's on you. So then I had to pick him up and put it uh, into a bag. And it was uh, just, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. But yeah. Those, those are the things that are happening right. above or under your home at yeah, any time. We're all cohabitating. Yes. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hello. Going once, going twice. So, yes. So, just be aware of that particular situation that uh, if you go up there, don't be surprised. But hopefully it's not a bat infestation unlike we've ever seen before. (laughs) We take our last break. We come up. We come back. How, How often do you find yourself barefoot? I try to avoid that. Thank you. Thank you. Because there is a couple... Who are bringing barefoot back is what they say, <laughs> and we'll, we'll and and the way they're doing it to stay within cultural norms. Oh, it just gets worse and worse. That's true because we're only seven minutes away from the rest of the broadcast day. <laughs> it is. <laughs> did I say that out loud? I'm what? sorry. Uh, it's Mike and Molson here on WMAY on a Friday, February the second. If you're tuning in, Punk to Tony Phil saw did not see a shadow. So that means I never know what what means what, but it, but all all we know is people are rejoicing that we're getting an early spring. So yay for the rodent, but boo for this. There is a couple uh, out of Cleveland, Ohio, who in a recent online video showed themselves removing the bottoms of every one of their shoes. Their shoes collection was valued at twenty thousand dollars okay between the two of them and there is an intricate video of this this doofus and and his lady friend all right they have all their shoes splayed out on the floor and he's got like a little mini rotary saw and he's got his goggles on and everything else and they are systematically cutting out and sawing off the soles of their shoes okay because I think I saw pictures of this, but I didn't know what the heck it was. Because they say, and they quote, the new age of barefoot walking has begun, and I couldn't be more excited or thankful. Why don't they take their shoes off? Well, because here's the thing. Us, us shoeies. Oh, the I'm, shoeies. Yeah. I'm going to call us the shoeies, yes. as it were. <laughs> us shoeies would look at them differently nice. if they were just walking around barefooted everywhere. So to fit in with the shoeies... They are now just using their shoes as a shell to cover their bare feet. But what they're actually walking on underneath the shoe is their bare feet. So, like, at the end of the video, they have shoes on, but then they both put their feet up and go, look what we're doing. We're actually walking bare feet, (sighs) barefooted around a major metropolitan city. Is that the dumbest thing you've ever heard and the most gross thing? Are these folks also... Vegan, gluten-free, and oh, CrossFitters. I'm, I'm sure. I'm. I don't know about the CrossFitting yeah. part, but I guarantee they're the gluten-free, vegan, yeah. everything else people. Every yeah, the, the the people that just have to talk about the things that they're doing. Correct. Including, to let everyone including cutting the bottoms of their. If, have you? Yeah. On the opposite side of this, though, because uh, like when when is bare? Here's the thing. The only time bare feet are acceptable are in your own shower or mm-hmm. maybe even a, a hotel shower. And if you're a child running through the grass, right? Those are the only times being barefoot are acceptable. Period. And End you, of list. Yeah, you better be just about to jump in a pool. Correct. That that's the other time. Yeah, or run into the ocean or something. The, yeah, on a beach, I guess barefoot is okay too. But walking around in a major city and putting why even buy to your point? Why even spend all that money on shoes? Because now all of a sudden, well, now have, that you explain it, I understand. But they have twenty thousand dollars worth of worthless shoes now. Have you? Uh, on the other side of it, you know, you think about in our evolution, most of our evolution, we were barefoot, you know, walking around well, in the, in yeah, the, in yeah, the woods yeah. and doing stuff. And you realize how infrequently you are barefooted when you're barefooted. 
if you do for some reason need to walk out onto your own sidewalk or the grass right. or something, it's like, ow, 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 oh, ouch, ow, and you're doing it on your toes and stuff. It's like we just, we have no, there's no callous buildup on our feet None at all, none at all. It's like we're all babies. And, I, and it's, it, it, you bring up an interesting point of we've all been there where, like, a package or something is delivered, yeah. then they may be put in your mailbox instead of on your actual doorstep, and you're bare because you're walking around your own home barefooted, yeah. and and it's for some reason you treat and even even if it's not hot out, you treat every the, the entire bit of concrete like it's lava. It hurts. Like you like you tiptoe around like oh, 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 oh. it's like why, why it, do we do that? I know, I know, because we never do it. Because we of, never. I think these people might have maybe that's their point. Is you know this is what this is what our feet were made for instead, is to be out in the wilderness instead of walking like a normal human. I tiptoe out there like, oh, I don't want to get my feet dirty. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get my feet dirty to run all the way out there. It's like, what the hell am I doing yeah, here? Yeah, but if you step on the tiniest, like a little chunk of mulch gets out from oh, under Oh, God, it's awful. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> or the phenomena of when you're walking out to get the mail mm -hmm. in, in your bare feet because you, you're too lazy to put on a flip-flop or something, and the tiniest little pebble. Doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to go, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. It's such a terrible pain. <laughs> we are so fragile. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're right. Maybe that's what they're on to. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, and I always thought, it, it, it kind of threw me for a loop. Have you ever seen the guys who golf barefoot? No. They're the, they're the, there's a certain segment of golfers who are just like, I want to feel one with the grass and with the fairway and everything else, and they go out and they golf with their bare feet, mm -hmm. and it and it throws me for a loop when I see it. I'm just like, all right, cool, you're in the grass, but can you not afford to? Because you do see babies and toddlers do that, and then you try to follow along and take your shoes off, and <laughs> same the thing. Grass is not soft. No, it, it looks like it's so nice and plush, and, and you see it in in pictures and stuff. It's like it's not soft. No, it's not soft at all. No, you learn that lesson. Grass hurts. It does. You learn that lesson <laughs> when you get your first slip and slide, right? <laughs> because slip and slide makes the, makes it look like, oh my god, this is so much fun. And the first time you get that slip and slide, and you throw it out there, and you dive onto it like yay, and you break a rib, no. you know immediately that the grass is not as soft as one thinks it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. You can you can find the video if you want uh, of these two uh, idiots uh, cutting off the sole of their shoes walking around Cleveland so they can fit in with the shoesies. So, we'll see. We'll see if that trend catches on. I'm thinking probably, probably not, though. Appreciate uh, you, Johnny, coming in today. Appreciate the listeners as well. Uh, we may have a bonus episode of the podcast, uh, which will be all of this compacted into one coming out next week. But we do have a new episode of the podcast later on today. It's the Michael Molson Too Good for Radio podcast.